thank God for the power and the presence of His Holy Spirit in this place. This morning, Grace, I want to direct your attention to the Gospel, the Gospel of Matthew, the 21st chapter. I want to read a section of Scripture here in the 18th verse. Matthew chapter 21, verse 18. Matthew 21 and 18. Here you will find these words. In the morning, when he returned to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the side of the road, he went to it and found nothing at all on it but leaves. Then he said to it, May no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. When the disciples saw it, they were amazed, saying, How did the fig tree wither at once? And Jesus answered them, Truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only will you be able to do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to the mountains, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it will be done. Yeah. Whatever you ask in prayer with faith, you shall receive. Amen. Amen. I want to pray just very briefly this morning from the thought inspect the fruit. One of the theories, I'll actually more properly say revelations, the Lord has given me a couple of years ago is this thought. I ask you to continue to consider it because I think it is important for continued spiritual growth. I honestly believe that in establishing the universe that God wrote one set of laws that are fundamental and foundational and exists both in the physical, the spiritual, the emotional, and all the realms of our lives. What do I mean by that? But if you look at all the principles of nature, all the principles of science, all the principles of economics, all the principles that exist in the world, all of the laws of the universe, if you really think about it, every law is the same, even as we move from one discipline to the next. This is so true, that we even have learned these lessons as little children. As little children, we learn that there are truths that exist in the physical world that also exist in the spirit realm. One of them, for example, would be this very simple lesson that every child, especially every country child, learns, and that is that you reap what you sow. That's a simple lesson. It is true in the natural world every time. Anytime you put a seed into the ground, Whatever type of seed that is, is what's going to grow. If you plant stream beans, you are going to reap stream beans. If you plant an apple tree, you don't look for oranges a couple of years later. You ought to look for apples because you reap what you sow. We know that it's true in the physical world, but yet we also know it's true in the spiritual realm. You reap what you sow. If you reap love, if you put love out there, if you are a loving person, love is going to come back to you. If, you. if you sow, if you plant kindness, if you plant gentleness, then, then that which you put in the ground is what's going to come back your way. I, I said all this this morning because I really believe to understand this lesson, got to give you a brief science lesson to make this work. This is review. In 6th or 7th grade, you learn that there is, in the heart of every tree, a process called photosynthesis. A 
trees have leaves on them. Inside of leaves, there's a green pigment called chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is housed inside of organelles called chloroplasts. And inside the chloroplast, there is a reception vehicle for photons, light from the sun. Trees accept light from the sun through a series of chemical reactions. Solar energy is converted into chemical energy, sugars. The tree, the plant, takes those sugars and uses it to satisfy the metabolic processes of the plant. But every now and then, a plant has some extra sugar. What a plant does is a plant takes its extra sugar and, com and, and, and compartmentalizes it, puts it into, into vehicles called fruit. Fruit that hangs on the tree so that anybody can come by and enjoy the extra sugar that was produced by the tree that happens in the physical world. Let me bring you into the spiritual world. I believe that there's a process that ought to happen in the spiritual world where we who call ourselves believers receive energy from the sun, but not the S-U-N. Our energy comes from Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We internalize that energy and use it to satisfy the spiritual processes of our life, but if we're operating correctly every now and then, you ought to produce a little extra something that the Lord didn't just give it to you for you to keep for yourself, but there ought to be a little extra that you have in your life. And that extra that we have, what we're supposed to do, is give it to the rest of the world as fruit. Yeah. Every believer should be bearing some fruit. People ought to see you and know that you don't just have enough for you, but you have enough for somebody else. Every believer ought to have a trail of fruit behind you. People ought to see you coming and knowing that you're going to have something for them that day. If it's just a smile on your face, if it's a good, cheerful word, if it's some wisdom in your heart, if it's playing the instrument as God has given you gifts, if it's preaching the word, if it is wisdom that you are able to offer, every believer ought to have some fruit. That, that is why we know that there is giftedness that exists in all of us. And when we come on Sunday morning to worship this, we worship as a cornucopia where everybody brings their fruit. If you have been gifted in the ability to greet people, then your fruit is operating on the door as you usher. If you have been gifted in singing, then your fruit operates as you lift your voice unto the Lord. If you have been gifted in exaltation, then your fruit comes as you stand before God's people and give them the word of God to lift their hearts. Every one of us ought to bear some fruit. So notice this lesson that Jesus is teaching us. The word says Jesus is hungry and he is passing out of Bethage into Jerusalem. Now the city that Jesus is in, Bethage, literally means the house of figs. In other words, this is a city that is known for its fig trees. And when you come up against a fig tree, you expect to find some figs. Jesus comes to the tree, he's hungry. And what he noticed is that the fig tree has leaves, but it has no figs. Now let me see if I can work this for you. What leaves represent on a plant is leaves is how the plants receive. Where plants receive sunlight through their leaves, but they give through their fruit. The tree has leaves, that means it's receiving, but the tree has no fruit, which means it's not giving. Oh, come on, preacher. Is coming to receive, but the tree has no fruit that is given. And I hate to say this, but there are a lot of Christians who are existing in the same place as this tree. A lot of us have our leaves, and our leaves are going, oh, we are a full blown tree with many leaves. The more leaves a tree has, the more it can receive. And we are receiving, but we are not giving. We're, uh, 
the opportunity to take, but fruit on the tree show that the fruit is given. And a lot of folk gonna go to church this Sunday, are gonna sit down in a pew and are going to receive. They're going to receive the call to worship. They're going to receive the songs from the choir. They're going to receive the praise of the praise and worship team. They're going to receive a, a bulletin from the usher. They're going to receive the music from the musician. They're going to receive the sermon from the preacher. But they have come to give nothing. It is a trap that is easy to give in, especially if you go to some super big church where everything is done for you and all you have to do is come to church and sit there and do absolutely nothing to be a tree that is receiving but you're not giving anything. Show you just how much Jesus doesn't like that. Jesus walks up on the tree and sees the tree with no fruit and Jesus curses the tree. Jesus said, tree, you good for nothing. I'm hungry. Try to find something to eat and you have nothing to give. How many times have wounded humanity come to the church? Lord have mercy, preacher, expecting to find people in the church that have some fruit to give. When people come to the house of God, they come hungry. They're not just coming for the prayer that Sister Ozzy is so nice to give us, but they're coming for something that's going to feed their spirit and feed their soul. You never know what situation somebody is coming from and what situation they're going to. You never know how the enemy has been stealing them of their fruit, how he's been taking their joy and taking their peace and taking their love. Only to find the house of God lacking because God's people have come to take but not to give. What it means to be in the sign that you are a growing and maturing Christian is how much fruit do you have to give? A tree that is growing, a tree that is doing what it's supposed to do, listen to me, is not only growing, but every year you ought to have more fruit. If I got an apple grown full of apple trees, I expect my apple trees to produce more fruit every year. If those trees are properly being nourished, then every year they ought to grow what they are able to give the world. Fruit. What we are called is we're called to be fruit producing trees. Everybody who knows you ought to know what kind of fruit you have. Remember Jesus says you, will, you can tell them by their fruit. You, you walk into what walk up on a tree. Trees don't need signs to tell you what kind of tree it is. Lemon tree doesn't need a lemon sign saying I'm a lemon tree. If there are lemons on the tree and lemons on the that's a lemon tree, you can tell them by their fruit. Here's another one reason why most folk don't know folk are believers, and the reason why believers have to walk around with big crosses on their neck to try to let people know they're believers is because we're not bearing fruit. Nobody ought to have any question on whether you love Jesus, and you don't have to go around playing one three point nine in your car all day for folk to know you love Jesus. But there ought to be some fruit on your arm. There ought to be some fruit hanging from you. People ought to see you in the hall. Here he comes. I know he's going to have a good word to say. I know that he's going to have some forgiveness in his heart. I know that she's got some love to extend to somebody. They will know us by our fruit. But it's another reason why fruit is so important. One of the reasons why I believe Jesus got so upset is that a fruit producing tree has ceased and halted a process that has been going on since the foundation of time. Because fruit is not just a sweet body to be eaten, but inside of every fruit 
is the most important concept in life. And that is that life regenerates itself. Inside of every fruit you will find a small, at least one. Most fruit will have 10, 20, some 100, some a couple thousand. There's going to be some fruit inside, some seeds inside of the fruit. And the seeds represent the fact that there's going to be some more fruit. If there are no more seeds, there'll be no more trees and there'll be no more fruit. In fact, it's important we understand there is no such thing as seedless fruit. Seedless fruit is fruit that has been scientifically and genetically engineered to have such small seeds that you don't have to taste them. Because we so we like our fruit a certain way. We don't want no seed. We so bougie. We don't want seed. We want to eat watermelon. Y'all know how we used to eat watermelon. We eat watermelon. You have to spit out the seed. Nowadays, we have got so by myself. We want to go to the store and get watermelon with no seeds in it. If there are watermelons with no seeds in it, there'd be no more watermelons. But watermelons have to have seeds to make sure we can Not only needs to bear fruit, but you need to have fruit with seeds. In other words, there ought to be somebody coming up behind you who is learning to do what you do. I'm going to show you a perfect example of it today. Thank you, Brother TJ. Brother TJ came in here this morning with this young man playing the drums. To show that Brother TJ is, is mentoring him and working with him to make sure that not only does Brother TJ have the gifts, but he's giving the gifts to somebody else. Everybody who's doing the work of the Lord Jesus Christ ought to make sure there's somebody else behind you that knows how to do what you're doing. And then don't do it so long so that some those behind you never get a chance to do it, but do it in a way where somebody gets to see, learn, understand, and then exercise their fruit. In fact, here's the formula. This is the way it goes. I'm going to go over this with our leadership on Saturday. Listen, it goes like this. I do, you see. I do, you do, you do, I see. Now we've got to the point where somebody has been watching and observing what you're doing. So that you are mentoring somebody and teaching them to do what you're doing so that one day you don't have to do it. Nobody should be the only person who knows how to do anything in the house of God. That's seedless fruit. If you're the only one that got keys, that's seedless fruit. If you're the only one that know how to open a church, that's seedless fruit. If you're the only one that know how to print programs, that's seedless fruit. If you're the only one that has access to the finances, that's seedless fruit. But everybody ought to make sure that somebody else is learning and growing in what you're doing so the church will keep going. It's the reason why I'm not afraid of church to have young people do things. Kids ought to read the scripture every now and then. They ought to pray every now and then. They're not going to do it perfectly. They're not going to get the word right. And when they pray, they ain't going to say with seven sentences, God bless them, we get out early. But, but, but what they are doing is that they are learning and growing and becoming what God has called them to be. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus says, look, tree, what good are you if you don't have leaves but have no fruit? Jesus curses the tree. Then here's the last part. The disciples look at Jesus and say, hold on now, Jesus. You, you, you're a bad man. You're able to sit here and curse the tree and no fruit grow on the tree. But then I believe Jesus is actually here trying to teach them an interesting lesson when he says to them, anything that you ask in the Lord's name shall be given to you. I end with this because there's somebody who's saying right now, well, preacher, listen, I don't have fruit. I'm not as talented as Brother TJ. I, I, I can't usher on the back door. I don't have that, that kind of gift, Lord. I, I, I don't have anything to give to the body of Christ. I'm not a rich person. I don't have a whole lot of money. and I'm not a very talented person. I, I, I really 
you feel like even though I want to, I don't have the fruit that I desire to have. But look what Jesus says. He says, anything that you ask in Jesus' name, he is able to do it for you. In other words, if you'll ask the Lord to bless you, if you'll say to God, listen, Lord, I need you to give me something. I, I want to have something to give to the body of Christ. I love, I love that little song that we would have been singing a couple of months ago. It talks about a little drummer boy. If you really take a moment and listen to the lyrics of the little drummer boy, what the little drummer boy is doing is he's saying, I'm coming to the manger where Jesus is. The little drummer boy is saying, on my way to the manger, I know that there are three kings coming. The kings have gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The little drummer boy says, but I have nothing to give unto the king. But then the Lord speaks to him. He says, hold on, I do have something. I've got a little drum. And it may not be what somebody else has. It may not be the gifts that somebody else has. I may not be able to do what the kings can do. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Jesus. I'm going to play my drum for him. I'm going to give my best to him. That if you will give to God the little you do have, I promise you that through faith he can take that and make it much. Don't decide not to come to church because you don't have somebody else's fruit. But you thank God for what fruit you do have. And don't decide not to come because you don't have as much fruit as somebody else. But you just bring what you have and present it before the master. God is able to take a little. I am a living witness that my God is able to, as long as you'll give it to him, as long as you'll sacrifice to him, as long as you'll say, God, I just keep it for myself. But I want to give it to you for the building of the kingdom. I promise you. That through faith, if you will give through faith, that God will take what you have and use it not just for you, but use it for somebody else. Christianity, stated perhaps in a very simple way, is not a faith about me. Christianity is not a faith about mine. Christianity is not a faith about what I want. But when the Lord prays, listen, when Jesus talks to prayer, he said, Lord, pray this there. Our Father. John in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. It's not enough that I just have fruit, but I need to make sure everybody has fruit. Because there will be some days when I've got extra fruit and you need some of what I have. But please understand, there will be some days, a lot of days, when I'm going to need your fruit. Listen, that's the reason why, we, why black people talk back during the sermon. Some days I come in here with some energy and some days I come with nothing. And I need to eat of your fruit to give me what I need to do what I have to do up here. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's head start feet this morning as we thank God for the fruit that he has given us. We thank God that he has blessed us. We thank God that we are not just walking on this earth by ourselves. But perhaps the most wonderful example of fruit is a piece of fruit that hangs from a single tree one day. One fruit, one tree, eternal life. When Jesus hangs on Calvary's cross, he is the best example of what I'm talking about this morning. He gave his fruit, not for himself, but that you and I can have eternal life. You have yet to accept that wonderful truth into your life. Our doors are open to you right now. Why don't you come and give your life to Jesus Christ? We offer Christ to Jesus.